I was confronted with the question, is God enough? Is he enough? Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Just Shayin. I really want to thank you guys for um, continuing to tune in to these. I know at the beginning I was throwing out interviews left and right, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I've also enjoyed this aspect of getting on here and just kind of sharing from my own heart. Um, So I just want to say thank you to all those that are listening. Um, If you have any feedback um, that's actually feedback, (laughs) please email me. Please let me know what your thoughts are. Um, If there's topics that you would love for me to kind of just tackle, um, I would love to know because as fun as this is just to sit down and kind of shoot from my hip, it's kind of fun to know what people would love to hear about. So I'm inviting your feedback and your topics. So email them to me. That's shayarthur08 at gmail.com. shayarthur08 at gmail.com. Do not give that to everybody and their mama. I just want some feedback. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Today I want to hit a conversation um, that I've been kind of navigating. I know that I've kind of shared a few times on this podcast that I've just been walking out a season um, of all the things, pruning, pruning, and more pruning. <laughs> uh, man, it's funny when everybody starts giving you this word of promotion, I always kind of like, you know, I kind of clench because I'm like, I know that with promotion comes pruning. And a lot of times promotion comes from pruning. If you don't know that, just go ahead and write that down in your journal, and it'll hit you eventually. But don't worry, when it hits you, grace will also hit you. I just want to cover that. You know what I'm saying? But today I want to talk about the idea that God is enough. And I I know it sounds simple, but I kind of, there's, there's a, an interesting way to talk about this. Uh, in this season... I would say like in March or so, um, I was reading the Gospels, I was reading Genesis, um, and I got to this place in my walk with the Father, I was like really kind of pruned back down to, God, you are enough. And I'd got to this place so surrendered, and it, you know, it, it is a pretty holy place to get to, and I don't want to belittle that, but I was reading Genesis, and He, like, you know, Adam had everybody's dream. Like, he walked with the Father. Like, he walked in the garden with the Father. Um, He was doing things in partnership with God. That's like the dream come true, right? Like, if your heart is for intimacy with the Father, like, he was living his best life. Um, And we look at that, and it's like, yes, like, this is... Everything that I've dreamed of, everything that I feel called to, this is all the things. 
And yet, there's this moment, I believe it's in, I want to say Genesis 2, do not quote me, I don't have my Bible right here, um, but God's, you know, spending time with Adam, and, and He says, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, I'm going to send you a helper. And I think sometimes, you know, and it's very true, like there's so many times we hear that when it comes to marriage and we hear that when it comes to dating and, you know, like there's a certain narrative, if you will, that comes with that scripture. And so in the middle of all this pruning that I had been walking through at that moment, I was like, you know, it'd be easy for your girl right here my hands up in the air, pick me, to be like, man, I just need a husband. (laughs) I just need a man. And um, honestly, God really checked me on that. Uh, And this is not to bring up my status, um, relational status. Uh, I'm single, content, but definitely, you know, open and have the desire. Um, But we were, like, talking through this because I just kept being like, God, you're enough. Like, not that, you know, like, there's that part where it's like, you are enough. Like, you are the only thing that satisfies you are the, I mean, you literally are the one that wakes me up in the morning. Like, literally. And, like, you are enough. Um, You know, like, time spent with you is, like, spending time with nobody else that I know of. It is the accumulation of all things. And so I was just, that's kind of where I was at. I had been pruned all the way back, like lots of, um, lots of things that, um, were, had been shook in my life and lots of, um, achievements and, and things that he was just ripping out of me, fear of man, um, self-ambition. Uh, I mean, I could keep going on and, you know, the last podcast was on pride. There's a reason that I talked about pesky pride. Uh, If you didn't listen to that one, don't be scared. Go listen to it. (laughs) It definitely, I'm sure, most people are like, I'm going to pass that one. And I get it, but I think we should all just check in. I think it's a great thing to do. Um, But so in the middle of all this pruning and just feeling, you know, there's there's an isolation that comes with that in the feels. I'd been coming out of lots of codependency with different friendships. I um, was just seeing lots of areas in my heart that needed Jesus. And I got pruned all the way back, and it felt like it took forever. And essentially, obviously, nothing takes forever. Everything has an expiration date. But, man, it took way longer than I thought it was going to. Um, And I remember spending time with the Father. And I just kind of had this moment where I'm like, man, I'm back to this, like, I don't know, people may call it first love. I don't even know if that's the right word for it, but it just came down to, like, you are everything. Like, and I just felt completely um, unhindered in my, you know, like, my need necessarily to run with a bunch of people. Um, It sounds prideful, but I just had got to the place where literally he was everything to me. Um, And it's a beautiful, holy place is very intimate and it's very um it's also very excruciatingly great um it's painful because you see the areas of your heart that still need him uh, even though you feel like you're being so intimate with him at the same time which is something that I don't feel like lots of people talk about 
how you can be like, wow, like I'm really having this amazing season of closeness with the father, but it's not like, you know, like what we would consider like a honeymoon, you know, feel to it. It was just this like chopping me all the way back down to he alone is worthy. He alone is holy and he's enough for me. And so I'm kind of want to just give context to this conversation that I want to go into. Um, but so I was sitting there in Genesis and I remember just being like, God, you are enough though. Like, you know, you told Adam, like, it's not good for me to be alone. Um, but like, on and like, you know, my first thought, my religious brain maybe went to, yeah, marriage, but I'm not there yet. And God literally began to speak to me about community, uh, Kononia. Kononia is a different kind of community, and it is the one that's going to rub you raw and make you shine all at the same time. Um, and he told me, and you know, you, you may agree or disagree, but just hear me out on this. He told me he's actually not enough. Yeah, um, you're like, what? Turn this off. This is heresy. Uh, it's not. He is enough. And he is the prize. He is the pearl of great prize. He's the treasure in the field that you bury in the ground and you go sell everything to buy the, the field. Like he is all those things. He is enough. Um, but he's just showing me the other side of this aspect of kunania, of community that is in unison and in unity and have many things in common that we actually need on this side of heaven. Um, so yes. God is enough. God is enough. But here's the crazy thing about it is that God actually sticks himself in people. And then the God in them is also something that you need. It's not just a relationship locked up in a closet. And I love those seasons. And I bless everybody to have those seasons over and over and over again. But there's aspects of this gospel, there's aspects of the Father that you're only going to learn in relationship with His bride, in relationship with His body. Because, um, see, God can call you out on everything. He's fully capable of that. Um, but He also just uses people to sharpen us. He uses people um, to hold us accountable, that we could be vulnerable with, that we could be safe with, that we could walk this thing out hand in hand and not just, it's just me and God. And, you know, there's seasons of that. And I really love those seasons of that. But there's aspects of, of the gospel you're only going to find in community. And so, yes, God is enough. Let me just remind you that I'm not going against that. But God is also enough and big enough to stick himself in your roommates, to stick himself in your parents, to stick himself in your small group, in your closest friends. He's big enough to do that. And you need them. You need them. And so I kind of want to talk about the idea that God is obviously enough, but also God sticks himself into people and you need them. Um, you can't have one or the other. You have to have both. They are supposed to essentially hold hands. You need God. You need a relationship with God. You need Abba. And you need 
um, your time with Abba. You need all of that. But also, you need people around you. You can't do this thing alone. So I want to talk about Quinonia. It is, um, there's lots of definitions that don't exactly break down into English, like an English translation of a definition. Um, but it's basically unity. It's, it's communion. It's this, um, this deeper thing than the way that I would like to define it is it's not just community like let's go hang out, let's go out to eat, and then go home. It's not the community that's, okay, let's go watch a movie and go home. All those things are needed even in and throughout Kononia. Uh, but Kononia is the iron sharpening iron. It's the discipleship of deep, intentional, holy, covenantal friendship and community. Um, it is a deeper, deeper thing than just somebody that you go hang out with casually. It's going to the depths with each other. It's uh, in Acts after Pentecost happened, we, we started to see them build a kononia and they came together. They lived together. They ate each other's food. They shared, they were generous people within community and even outside of that community. They were generous as a community to the people outside of that community. They, we see in Acts that they would sell land in order to help the needy. Um, They would come together. They would take communion together. They would rejoice together. They would praise together. They would go to the temple together. So basically, you would see a unit, like literally what I call like a kingdom family, doing things together, but they all play their own part within the family. And it's not to say, oh, one's mom, one's dad. It's not even like an authority figure because God is the Godhead, but... It's them knowing like their role and knowing, you know, each other like in a deeper measure than just a casual friendship. Um, So it's the vulnerability. It's the I can't hide from Kononia because they already know my need because they know me so well. Um, I can't hide in my darkness. I can't hide in my sin. I can't because I'm surrounded by people that carry light. It's the people that most likely when you're not doing your best and you are trying to run for a moment from the things of God, (laughs) it's the people you're probably not trying to be around, you know? It's the people that are going to piss off your flesh. It's the people that know you and they want the best for you. And sometimes the best just looks like hard conversations. And so Kononia... Man, it's this idea that you do life with others in a capacity that you so know that you're loved and known that you can be you right where you're at. There's not um, this, you have to be at a certain place to be a part of it. It's just, we are so, like the disciples were so willing to give their life, that they didn't just leave their jobs to go follow Jesus, but they were willing to become part of a unit that said, we want to run at this thing together. It's that thing 
that they're willing to walk through the wrestle together. They're willing to walk through the not great looking seasons of following Christ. They're willing to, you know, until death, unto death, that they are willing to lay down their lives for this company of people. And it was their brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, It's the people that sharpened each other. It's the, you know, you you have Peter the zealot mixed with John that becomes the beloved, you know. But, you know, John started off as a son of thunder. And so Peter got to see the transformation of a son of thunder to the beloved. And John got to see Peter. You know, in his transition of just being this crazy person that wanted to take Rome out and be super, not political, but just he wanted to, he thought that it would solve everything to take Rome out. So we, you know, you can picture Peter just being like, let's fight him. Like, let's go. Like, let's just overtake it. And as we see Peter progress in his story, we realize that he starts to understand, wait, that's actually not what you're here for. You're just actually here to transform hearts and take over the kingdom of darkness, not just the kingdom of Rome. And so that's Kononia. It's that I'm watching people walk this stuff out, and I'm here. I'm going to shine my light. We're going to do communion together. We're going to know each other in the best days, on the worst days, and we're going to lift each other up. That is Kononia. It isn't just a casual, let's go have coffee. (laughs) It's not. I mean, coffee's great. I love meeting with people for coffee. Um, And I want to kind of hit just this vulnerability aspect of Koinonia because vulnerability is amazing. And I feel like we as a generation are, are really wanting to embrace vulnerability in our thought process. And we want to invite people into that. But the point of vulnerability isn't just to be vulnerable. It isn't just to turn on a light for two seconds so that you feel better like... You know, like, okay, well, I turned the light on for two seconds and now I feel better. No, the point of vulnerability is transformation. I'm all about Brene Brown, vulnerability, you know, breaking off shame. But the point of it all would be transformation, that we actually look like Christ here and that we're growing in his image. Those are the big factors, those are the big keys to this this walk is it's not just being vulnerable with people. That's a huge part of it. I would say vulnerability is a huge step, and I want to applaud those that are living vulnerably. But the point's transformation. The point is that you begin to lose. In Hebrews, it talks about losing the, the unnecessary weight that in, easily entangles you. It's losing the things that need to be lost so that you can run towards him, that you could actually finish this race um, stronger than you started, dare I say, stronger than you started. And that is Kononia. It's the, I know your heart burns in this way, and I'm doing my best as a as someone in this community to lay down my life so that we could see your call come forth, so we could see your assignment come forth. I'm doing my part as a sister in Christ to, to see someone else launch into, not just launched into some awesome calling, but just this launch into looking like him more, launch into intimacy with him, 
Like, we need each other. We need Kononia. We need the sons of encouragement. We need the um, the apostolic. We need the truth tellers. We need um, p- wisdom. People that are just so full of wisdom. Like we need that. We also need people that are full of mercy to remind us <laughs> that His mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, we need different people that make and 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 shape a kononia. There's truth tellers, there's mercy people, there's um, wis- people that bring wisdom to the table, there's uh, people that are just have a gift of encouragement, and you need all of them to function. You, you, you do. Like, I know it's like, well, in some seasons you don't have all that, and I get it, you don't. In those seasons, God becomes your encouragement. In those seasons, God becomes the one that's so tenderly compassionate towards you and meets you in empathy. There's seasons where God fits those places, but there's also people around us that we need to begin to build Konania with. And I know it's a challenge. Oh, I'm sitting here knowing it's a challenge. It takes time to build it. It doesn't just happen over one coffee, you know, one one meetup at a coffee shop. It doesn't happen over one meetup at... A dinner, like it's like really praying and seeking God, who am I to do this kind of life with? Doesn't mean you go pack your bags and live with them in their same house. No, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, like Kunania, it doesn't have to look like you living in the same house as these people, but it does look like you have in the same heart as these people the heart of generosity, the heart that sees people, the heart that wants to go after God together and is willing to do what it takes to see people around you thrive in Him. In some seasons, they're going to see you thrive. And in some seasons, you're going to see them. It's not always everybody thriving, but it is everybody loving Christ to the best that they can and loving each other. I mean, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that includes our kononia. It's to love them. Yes, we love our neighbors. Yes, we love the sinner. Yes, we love those that need Christ. But we also have to have this deep, intentional, holy, divine community around us. And we say, I love you. And I'll do what I can to spur you on in your faith, to to show you the areas in the most loving way where you may need to check in on your heart. I think we can do this, church. I think that revival looks like doing it in Quinonia. It looks like doing it together. And yes, God is enough. And there's going to be beautiful seasons where it's just you and the Father, and there's no other invitation you can give to someone because He just wants you and you alone. There's going to be seasons where you need both. There's going to be seasons where you're in both, and you are one with the Father, and you're one with the Kononia family of kingdom people doing it, building it, and plowing through what God has asked you guys to plow through as a community. And then there's going to be seasons where maybe you don't really feel like you hear God very well. 
And you have to lean more so on a community to help you navigate hard things, to help you navigate um, choices that seemingly just are impossible to make. And they help shine the light. And knowing who you are, knowing your heart intention, knowing um, your assignment and your call. And they can go as a community and they can go, okay, this is what we believe. This is this is where we put our stake. You know, this is where we plant. And this is where we're staying rooted is this is who you are. These are, there's moments where even in my own Kononia, where they've had to sit me down and remind me who I am because I lose sight. I lose sight because things are hard. I lose sight because I just feel like I'm failing. Um, I lose sight and they sit me down and they remind me. Shay, this is who you are. Don't dwell in your feelings too much. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I agree. This is the truth. And sometimes I'm like, I want to agree, but I'm not there yet. I'm working through it, you know? And so I want to challenge us. Yes, God is enough, but you need people. You need people. There's going to be beautiful seasons with just God in your journal at a coffee shop. Some of my favorite seasons. But there's also God and community that you need. And you what? People need you. People need the God in you. People need the God in you. And so I want to spur us on to remind us, first of all, to pray. Pray for community around us. Pray for people that um, love Jesus to be around us, that we could do some things together and do some kingdom family together and really show the world what kingdom family is and what the gospel is. You know, Christ walked around with his disciples and it wasn't weird for people to follow a rabbi at that time. Um, obviously, the difference between... Um, Christ and the other rabbis was the other rabbis were, had picked students that were going to be part of the priesthood. And Christ picked fishermen and tax collectors and completely not even close to priesthood, but yet he calls them a royal priesthood. And he's calling us that. He's calling you that. He's calling our generation that. He's calling those sons and daughters of the kingdom that to be that priesthood. And the job of a priest was to show people how to live this kingdom life out. And so you can't do that alone. You can't do it alone. And so I just want to pray for us real quick and just bless you to run with Koninia. And so, God, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for um, community. I thank you that you are enough, but you also put yourself in people. And we need that. We need you and we need your people. Um, and so I just bless every person listening to um, with first love encounters with you, but also I, I pray God you would show them and highlight the people around him, them who are their kononia, the people that they um, need to run with, the people that are not just the random get coffee people, but the people to do deep, deep, deep life with, the people that they can open up and be vulnerable and be transformed by their friendships and their relationships. I ask God that you would overtake the globe with kingdom community, kingdom family, and kononia. I pray that you would show them who these people are and that you would cause them to be the friend that they're looking for. 
cause them to be themselves, kononia, for others, a safe place, a place where people feel like they can be where they are and that they're going to leave a conversation with this person feeling more hungry for you and more encouraged by the kingdom than they are just to sit around and just chit-chat and not really go anywhere. So I just thank you that this movement is going to be full of kononia. It's going to be full of being known and being loved and doing it as an actual army. That you don't actually have to do this thing alone, and he never asked you to. So I bless you all with kononia. I bless you all to be known and be seen by someone in a group of people. And if it takes time to build it, keep building it. I encourage you that it's worth it. It's worth it. 